0: I don't like to speak negatively about anyone. I, I honestly don't like to speak negatively about anybody that chooses to run for office because running for office is a very difficult thing, not only for the person that's doing it, but for their family and for their team, for everybody. You, It, it is tireless. It is not rewarding. It is not glamorous. It is, it, it is very, very difficult. And the people that do this, whether I love them, whether I strongly dislike them, they do it, and the result of that is we get more voices and more choices. So I'm glad whenever anybody runs for office. I wish there were a 1,000 candidates running for everything, okay? That being said, I'm going to spend no more than 10 minutes on this because I think that's about what Governor Chris Christie's candidacy is worth. Chris Christie... Whose presidential campaign, as you just heard there yesterday, the, the joke that it was. Now, again, I've, I've voted for many long-shot candidates, including people that have gotten less than 1% of, a, of the vote. So I don't think not getting a lot of votes, not getting a lot of support, makes you a joke. I think the way that Chris Christie ran this campaign is a joke. Chris Christie, his campaign is over. In my view, and there's a reason that I want to mention this. Chris Christie is the personification of everything that is wrong with government and that's wrong with politics. He is a terrible, terrible representative of 21st century American politics. Now, I don't even know where to begin with him. For starters, you know, everyone complains about money in politics. Not everyone. I certainly do. About the role of special interests and uh, uh, fundraising and the big money in politics and how the people that uh, have the gold make the rules, the reverse golden rule. Chris Christie would not exist but for being a byproduct of money. Now, how did Chris Christie get his start? Now, a lot of you probably know that before he was governor, he was the U.S. Attorney. Okay, we'll talk about that. But before that, what was he? He was a Morris County freeholder that ran for state assembly in a Republican primary in New Jersey and was destroyed. He was destroyed in that state assembly for a uh, state assembly primary. He got 15% of the vote. Didn't not, not only did he not finish second, he didn't finish third. He finished fourth in that race, but he still had his freeholder seat. Maybe he could do something there. First of all, I think it always tells you something when somebody takes an oath to do a job and instead of doing that job, they look for a better job in politics and look to run and campaign for something else. But everybody does that. I'm not going to pick too much on Chris Christie for that. Then, after losing a State Assembly Republican primary, he loses re-election, not to a Democrat, but to other Republicans. He finishes fifth in a fifth-person race. Couldn't even get renominated to re-election as a Morris County freeholder. It tells you the people that knew him best knew him best. So... Why did he, like most people that would lose their own primary for re-election, why did he not just fade into obscurity? Why do we know who Chris Christie is? Well, Chris Christie and his father and his brother and his wife understood the most important thing about 20th century American politics, and it's one of the most important things about 21st century of American politics. Money. Money. And... Chris Christie's brother, who was super wealthy, became a ranger for George W. Bush when he was running for president. Raised a ton of money for George W. Bush literally millions. Donated a ton of money. Chris Christie's father donated a ton of money. Christie's father raised a ton of money, Christie's wife who does very well, she donated a ton of money all to George W. Bush. They were placing their bets, just like I would when I'm trying to hedge at the craps table. You you go on the come, you go on the field and you play play the point. That's what Christie did. They put all their chips in on George W. Bush and wouldn't you know it, George Bush won. And The only thing the Christie's wanted was for Chris Christie to be appointed the U.S. attorney. Now, that's the nature of politics. That's the nature of government. You pay and then you get a little something. This was his reward for all the money that the Christie's had given George W. Bush. I think as U.S. attorney for the state of New Jersey, the guy was a total embarrassment. Chris Christie, who had no experience with criminal law prior to becoming the U.S. attorney, but okay, that happens a lot with U.S. attorneys, the only thing he was interested in was grandstanding. He would take the cases that would get him the most publicity, and when someone was indicted, like Charles Kushner, Jared Kushner's father, or Sharp James, when someone high-profile they would indict, Chris Christie wouldn't just indict them. Christie would embarrass them. He would go out of their way to um, call them a scourge, to say how we hope he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life. Go out of his way to leak damaging information that destroys people's families. He was the worst type of prosecutor, a prosecutor that skirts due process, a prosecutor that that treats indictments like convictions, and a prosecutor that didn't get there on the merits, that didn't get there because he was elected, that got there— because of who his father is, who his brother is, and who they gave money to. So he uses this platform as the U.S. attorney to become governor of New Jersey. The guy was a terrible governor of New Jersey. He was not a mediocre governor of New Jersey. He was not an okay governor of New Jersey. He was a terrible governor of New Jersey. From trying to, um, you know, from screwing up the race to the top funding for education in New Jersey, to taking pennies on the dollar for settlements for these companies that had ecologically raped New Jersey, from Bridgegate, to bail reform, to you go down the list, to the pensions, let's not even get into the pensions, to the level of political deal-making, which would have made the uh, insidiest of Washington insiders blush, the guy was not a good governor. You have the Bridgegate situation and everything else. Not a good governor at all. Okay. He also believes in absolutely nothing. He is devoid of any sort of principles, which is a great thing, because when you have no principles, you're not burdened by them. You can do whatever it takes to win. You can do whatever it takes to suit your short-term political interests. So you saw in 2016 Chris Christie railing against Donald Trump about how, what a terrible president that he'd be. And then as soon as he drops out and reads the political tea leaves, just like he did in 2000 and sees Donald Trump is going to win, he then becomes the first governor in America to endorse Donald Trump. Well, where's that for principles? Now, this guy, Donald Trump, who uh, gave every indication of having the kind of problems behaviorally and psychologically that Chris Christie's been talking about for the last year, those were all on display in 2016. Why'd you support him? Well, we know why you supported him. Because you wanted a job. You wanted to get rich, again, through government. So he gets put in charge of opioids. He gets a couple of other lucrative appointments in the lucrative, not in terms of financially, but in terms of status in the Trump administration. And then he uses his position with the public trust to make money for himself. He uses the fact that he legalized sports betting in New Jersey and around the country with that Supreme Court case. He uses that to make millions from companies that benefit From sports gambling, DraftKings, FanDuel, millions. But he also uses the position he got with the Trump administration. The opioid epidemic czar. Meanwhile, the opioid epidemic is worse than ever, by the way. Thank you, Chris Christie. He uses that to make money for himself consulting for drug companies. I mean, the guy has no problem showing fealty to Donald Trump when it suits him. And making money for himself off of that access to Donald Trump. And then when Trump uh, he loses the 2020 election, he's the first one off the bus and then stakes his whole candidacy, which shockingly had a lot to do with him selling books, hiring his friends as his campaign operatives, making them rich in the process, and Jacking up the price of his per speaker fee, and you can bet he's going to be getting another lucrative gig as a media commentator, as he did with ABC News, uses this whole candidacy, at which nobody ever thought he had a chance to win, as nothing but a Trump-bashing fest to sell books, to get on television, to raise money from anti-Trump donors, and to enrich his friends.